into six, into five, three. What have you done with Spock's brain? That's right. Star Trek, the original series, season three, episode one or episode six, depending on what order you go in, is over and has been since 1968. But we're just getting started here on Ted Trek Mondays here on Live Long and Podcast, streaming live on Facebook and YouTube, or maybe you're listening to us in the audio version after the fact. Uh, let's uh, let's bring in our, our panel tonight. We're, we're, this is the latest we've ever been on for this uh, this show. Uh, Jody Simpson, how are you doing tonight, Jody? I had to watch Spock's brain. And it was was it everything you were hoping for? Uh, I was hoping for it to end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's get into <laughs> it. And then uh, also we got uh, Adam Woodward. Uh, Adam Woodward, how are you doing tonight? I'm fine. Brain. Yeah. Brain. What is brain? What is brain? Brain and brain. What is brain? It's what you fucking killed when I had to watch this goddamn thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to talking about this nonsense. This was not a good episode. Yes. And also, uh, he's with us uh, tonight, yet he's he's remote in from uh, some location. We're not sure where. Uh, Ted Mater, uh, you can't. We can't hear him. We won't be able to hear him on the podcast. You can see him on this podcast, and he so will. Who's speaking uh, for him? Is it you? I'll be speaking. I can only I can hear him. So this oh, is okay. the we because he, he couldn't he couldn't get through to the B Live link. So I can hear him, uh, and he will be uh, uh, passing on his words of wisdom to and me, I, which and which disclose I will. Ted location. He's in. Hey, yeah. hey, he's not next door to me, is he? Are you next door to? Are you next door to Adam? That's a big answer. <laughs> yes or no? He's on the. He's <laughs> fuck. This isn't hard. He's in the Don and Tracy studio in a remote location, undisclosed. So, All right. uh, having uh, having a sandwich looks like he's, maybe he's or looking, something. Looking forward to talking about pizza. It. He's having some pizza. So something else other than Spock's brain. So he's listening along to the podcast, and he'll be uh, he'll be, he'll be coming in. To, uh, but uh, you you can you yeah, we'll we'll bring we'll bring you in uh, as we as we as we move well, through the, the episode. Major translation. Yeah, yeah, you can't, and they can't hear you. Just remember that too. Only, and, and somehow I can hear everybody. Isn't this fun? It is. I think so this is kind of an experience. Like Jody is right. He's the best. I don't know why I ever argue with him. I think that's what he said. Yeah, uh, something along those lines. You, you, you can't retort, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. All right, let's let's bring Dad off video just for now. Uh, right. He's on. He's here with us in in the background uh, as we move through this episode. So, guys, Jody, Spock's brain. Mm -hmm. uh the greatest uh of all of season three perhaps honestly dave i i, I rather slip my ball sack and sit in salt than watch this episode again <laughs> well it's uh, that's, terrible it's, that's it, it's terrible um it, how terrible though jody like is this oh, you'll uh, find out when we read it we will find out. I am curious to see what number you put up against it. Okay, now, Adam, are you as a hater for Spock's brain, or where do you sit with this? Okay, did you have no, a... I don't, I don't hate it, but because, I mean, it was almost funny. There's some, like, honestly, God, what they did with this episode, like, first of all, was there a writer that never knew about, like, Star Trek number one coming in? But it just, it, Dave, it was awful. It was awful. Like, you know, start to finish... That nothing made sense. Why did they take his brain? Why did they pick him? Why did they pick the Enterprise? I don't, I don't that, that there's no plot. 
Well, there is a plot, but it's so stupid and there's no way you could ever follow it. There's there's literally it goes from one scene to another. It's like you're watching a miniseries, but out of order. It, it's so weird. <laughs> okay okay let's let's uh, quickly uh, uh so so dad um let's bring you in here so uh, adam and jody are saying that uh they th this is just a really strangely written episode it has no plot why did they target the enterprise why spock how does this ever get going and then it becomes like this weird uh brain chase goose chase would you agree with that or or where do you stand with this episode and uh he says it's a he says it's a brilliant episode, one of the best he's seen. Okay, there's got to be a translation error here. Yeah. He says, yeah, beautiful plot, a spaceship comes along, and this girl comes out, and, uh, you know, she, she, she's in the high boots. There was that. God, I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, right. This is the most bizarre podcast I've ever been on. Yeah, he said he was bizarre because he was making him walk around remote control and and things like that. Uh, I wonder if they make a remote control Spock like that that I can buy. This was before. That, that would be cool, though. This was before there was data, he's saying. This is before there was Picard. This is when they when Star Trek, you know, knew how to do it. Ted, we're back to this now. Guys, it was the 60s. Brilliant. And we didn't know any better. Did you guys catch all that? Like, oh my God. He says that yeah, brilliant was used a lot uh in, in the description. Uh, I have a funny feeling you're translating wrong. No, I'm I'm it's verbatim. I'm uh, Scout's Honor. Uh okay. Well, yeah, so yeah so. that's uh that's pretty high on the list there yeah <laughs> all right dad uh you can you can uh, uh stay with us here as we break down this episode further um okay so spock's brain yeah so this woman pops it, like that's the there's not much of a beginning and then the woman pops in she um her name is what anyone want to help me out with this um i never there's there's a few I of these care. yeah let's bring it just <laughs> the girl yeah, this one. She comes in with the started green. green. The in, the I'm outfits thinking, are very oh, interesting. Kirk's have this then, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the outfits were very were very well. They're very like you know like a lot of them were. Um, and uh, see, see, this episode is so boring. Adam's doing his taxes right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm late. <laughs> it's not even tax season. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I'd rather do taxes than talk about this episode. It's funny you said that. I just handed those in today. Oh. Um, Hopefully we can get you in trouble. <laughs> uh, I guess her name is Luma? Or no, yeah, Kara. Like... Kara. Was it Kara? Yeah. yeah. That wow. was a good name for me. Um, yeah, Kara is this name is the name of the, the leader of the iMorgue. Who are the female side of this species? Although they don't, it's kind of a, an interesting uh, culture here on Sigma Draconis uh, Six, right? So anyway, so she comes in, and then after the the open, we find out that Spock um, Spock's brain is missing. It's a miracle uh, of science, uh, and uh, but and and McCoy is barely keeping him alive. 
But that becomes the premise of the episode is like, how can this happen? What's the mystery? And Kirk and, and, and McCoy's like, even um, what, what does he say? His brain is gone. It's been removed surgically. And he goes, if it can be taken out. It's taken out. can be put back in. It can be put back in. So um, there's a bit of a mystery here, uh, but they eventually do find that there's a, um, a series of planets. Um, and Chekhov is kind of, you know, put to work here in this, uh, in one of the opening scenes here. This is the, uh, best, the best scene of the episode, right? There, yeah. Right? Yeah, because we see here, Chekhov is a relatively new character still. I guess he's in his second season at this point, and he's um like he's 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 the junior science officer to Spock, and so he's explained that there are three planets here, and they're in different de levels of uh, in development. He says one's in like the fourteen hundreds compared to Earth. Yeah, one's yeah. like so they did a great job, you know, um, using the scale of of what because was it every M class, and there's a number around it or a letter around it, which describes the the stage of evolution and now in was this actually originally in the show though or was this added in because to me it looked added in no this is original you think that's original maybe the maybe the graphic isn't but certainly the oh yeah, no we'll i mean the text the text yeah for sure but yeah. the yeah i was just wondering if that screen is or not <laughs> but what, what i thought this represented was like like real collaboration you know, you got an, uh, um, a junior science officer, like, you know, when he got up and started, like, I was waiting for his power, his little, his little clicker to come out. Yeah. His little PowerPoint presentation check off. Um, I, I thought that there was some, uh, did I, I think I, well, what it really showed here to me is that actually Kirk does listen from time to time and to his, to his crew and they all have a purpose, you know, this, so it was, this was a great scene and there was like talking about it and where do we go and Oh, he goes, let's go to that sixth planet. He goes, well, it's a hunch. A hunch, Mr. Sewell. What did you guess wrong, Captain? If I guess wrong, Mr. Spock is dead. Spock will die. Spock will die. If so I guess wrong. They kind of wrote this. Uh, they kind of even wrote that line better. He could have been like, you know, oh, my hunch. You know, there's there's women down there. You know, that, that would have been a little bit more Kirk, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, I I I thought that this was a good problem solving, good Starfleet problem solving here. I like that. I uh, there was a lot of shots forward here to the view screen, especially Kirk walking along the 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 bridge um, in yeah. some of the opening scenes. I thought were interesting uh, shots yeah, that they put in here. Um, and yeah, uh, the scene where uh, one of the yeomen walked across the screen, or maybe a medical crew. It was just a different perspective of the bridge. Uh, than we've seen before. Like I, I never use, they, I never saw them use it usually in the conference room for stuff like this. Yeah, it's true. They usually use that like three sided thing. Yeah, yeah to, it was like it was interesting. Yeah, Dad, to have a a meeting there on the bridge, right? That was kind of a fun, like the way they shot that. Yeah, he says yes. He says very different. Yeah, but but that's probably where most of the meetings happen. Well, yeah, because you're 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 working on the fly, right? You don't always have time to go and and let's and, meet in the conference room, especially when you got a band with a, no brain. There's but the only no thing to... is in the conference room they they get served those little fruits that are different squares. Gotcha. They get fruits that are different squares, but up on the bridge they'll get a coffee cup and they a, only get a, a coffee a, cup, that's Dixie it. cup. Yeah, that's more like a Dixie cup. Is hey, uh, Dave? I, before I forget, I, I noticed a uniform inconsistency last night. <laughs> oh, here we go. I knew this was coming. <laughs> okay, what do you mean the inconsistency? So why does Scotty tuck in, and the others keep their shirts out? I think because he's wearing a different belt uh, on the on the away team. 
I, maybe, but I, I don't. Well, maybe that's it. Speaking but, of belts, did you see where one went missing in the episode? No. no. Okay, here. Let, 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 we'll let's see if we can. Later I'm just going to see if I can bring out a photo line. here quickly just to see. Um, yeah, he's got the same belt on. He's got the same over over belt or over his shirt, but yeah, his his shirt cuts off at a different place than Kirk McCoy's does. It's cut it, in. It's well, there's it's actually because he has a, an additional like almost like a Velcro belt on top under in between the other belt. Hmm. Okay. Cut the guy it's, some slack. He's missing a finger. Yeah, but these are the new velour uniforms, <laughs> you know. So it's uh, it's. <laughs> Adam, you have no sense of humor today. Come on. <laughs> it's because this episode sucked it out of me. <laughs> Can't answer. Okay. Okay. I got to tell you, though, I uh, as I was watching this tonight. I like McCoy in this episode. I was enjoying it more and more. I was like, this is almost like, it's almost like a bad B movie. You, know? you think they like, made it bad on purpose? No. Not on purpose. I don't think it wasn't done on purpose, but it was. It almost had like this campy Doctor Who feel for me for part of it that I could. Oh, it was uh, it, it, the show isn't Doctor Who, so that that's no. The... Well, Doctor Who isn't even really Doctor Who anymore. No, but... that that saying the cinematography was excellent. You know, be I'm not totally sure what he was watching, but okay. <laughs> It's all it's 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 very for there's some Adam, interesting like, shots. This might be the episode that has broken Adam. Adam <laughs> is usually like a really nice, energetic, happy dude, and like he's he's broken, he's hurt, Dave. No, I'm not. I'm not. There was some com. Like, I mean, it was comical, but it was it was just a waste of my time. Well, okay, That's there exactly was exactly how I feel. What about the like the fight we had with the um, like the caveman guys? Uh, oh. I guess. The fights are always good, Dave. Like the fights are always good. What are they called? The morgue. Yeah, and they again, like, oh man, just all like. What this whole thing where they fight them, and but they got the phasers, and they only have clubs, but why, they kind of see them the coming. Women have good outfits, but the men have like crappy ones. It was something about their. It was something about like the history and how they had come to live on different parts of the planet. And oh, okay. The, yeah, I must have nodded off during that. Now, part. Uh, did anyone notice when um, when Spock or no, sorry, Kirk? I rather Kirk mistook. Uh, um, he said, "Hey, Spock, Mister Spock, what's going that on?" Was, with the... That was cool, though. That was on purpose. What What are you talking about? Yeah. So when they get when they beam out of the planet before the fight, just before the fight, he goes to Scotty. Uh, hey, Mister Spock, what's the readings? It goes, "Ooh, uh, uh, oh, I meant, I meant." Uh, um, Scott, Mr. Scott, and here I got the clip. Life form readings, Mr. Spock. Scott. Scattered. Yeah. That was totally on purpose. Because it's almost like he's he's mourning his friend too, because he doesn't know if he's gonna be able to get like, putting a brain back in tall order. Well, for everybody but McCoy, obviously. Yeah, a child could do it. Um <laughs> we'll come to find out. Yeah, so they, they get some information from the morgue. He's like, don't go that way. He's like, you're small. You're not. These guys are are meant to be. I think I don't know how well they pull it off in the episode, but they're meant to be more like gi gigantic than than the the, crew, the Enterprise crewmen here. Uh, okay. I think so. Yeah, they go really large, really big, and they, they didn't really. I don't think they they pulled it off fully. Uh, yeah, but because at that point I was waiting for this guy to stand up again to see the size difference, and I think they could have done better making him bigger. 
Yeah, I think they were all tall people they tried to cast, but it was just like I think I think it was there was meant to be more emphasis there, because uh, they said that they weren't that the humans that they that the, uh, in comparison he's saying to Kirk and Scotty like you're you're not like us like you're not like our species, right? Um, and so what are you? And 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 the women say uh, as much uh, when when they go down below. Uh, he goes oh, it was pain and delight, pain and delight, which uh, which is an interesting combination. Um, it's called marriage. <laughs> is that what they're? Is that what they're saying? Is that is that what the metaphor of this episode is? I think so. No, I think it, it's getting. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Adam is just broken. I'm telling you. Let us do to cause such terror. What was it he said? Pain and delight. Peculiar mixture. A peculiar mixture. So what exactly were, I mean, were they just talking about their use, use for sex, but then they get the little zapping because of that, that waistband thing or what's going on there? Like, like what do you mean? Like, I, 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 find, like, I found these people on the planet maddening because they couldn't give a straight answer for anything. They couldn't understand a damn thing. And, no, and I think the purpose was they're trying to make them sound like they're kind of monotone and like they don't know what they're doing anymore because like everything's out of them now. And the yeah, brain is obviously running the show, right? The, the the teacher, you mean, like the brain, the brain machine that eventually makes McCoy super smart. Yeah, it's meant to be like to be some kind of like that's uh, the computer. I don't well, know. the whole point is that their society was being run by this brain and the brain has died. So they needed another one. Right. So they got a spare part, which happened to be. So they fun. threw Kara into the teacher, which made her so smart for just three hours, smart enough for three hours that she could run. Uh, she flipped up to the Enterprise, stole Spock's brain because she had the knowledge, enough knowledge for that short amount of time to do so. She put it into their controller. And that's what happens here. Spock's brain ends up in the yeah. controller down below. And then McCoy has to try to learn that knowledge in order to sort of reverse the other way. Um, that's kind of, that's that's really at it in a nutshell. Uh, we also find out so so after that fight and Kirk goes one way and uh, and then Chekhov and the guys are left on the surface of the planet to sort of um, camp out. Uh, I did like that little they made a little campfire with their phasers. Not the first time we've seen this on the show. Okay, uh, here's another problem. All right, they're going to a cold planet. What the hell's wrong with a pair of gloves and a, and a jacket? Every time they they get down there, like and then they heat up the rock and they they're doing this whole thing. The the minute I saw that rock, I'm like, Adam's gonna get pissed about this. Well, I, I got pissed about it in the other episode with Sue. Exactly, Dad. You agree, Dad? A question for you: Do you agree that it's 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 nonsense that the Starfleet officers don't bring gloves and hats with them and coats? Instead, you know, they get cold down these planets and they have to heat up the rocks with their phasers. He's saying so it's warm in the daytime, it gets cold at night, so you can't plan, you can't pack for every season. You know, they're not wearing layers. Yeah, he says, What Star Trek ever wore winter clothes? The answer is many, Dad. But it's it's uh, because later on, like if they filmed this today, if they made the same episode today, they would have um, Star Trek Six. Yeah, Star Trek Six. Star Trek Six had a had a winter outfit. Star Trek the reboot. Yep. Yeah. The, the this was he's, this was the breaking edge thing at the time. This is how it went. No, this is dumb. 
They have a transporter. It's working. Beam, beam appropriate. Look, they're all on the ground. It's all dirty. I'm telling you, bro Adam's been broken. It's just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, I, I just don't understand why in the future they can't get warm clothes. I, I, I don't uh, because they can't. then how are they going to make the rocks glow? Okay. <laughs> you spend money it's on a, it's glowing rock. Like it was, it was like it was fine. How he just took it. He took it off his belt and he he, he heated up oh, the rock. Dave, and he put I right gonna do right away. Oh, we, like I think they like making rocks glow and and getting near. I, I don't know what. Yeah, and he was like, well, we've we've waited this out. Though to their defense, though, that is a cool effect, especially for the sixties. Yeah, That's he cool. goes. It it may be a long wait. It might be a long wait. We may as well be comfortable. Yeah, so we must make like a little fire with our rocks, phaser rocks. Yeah. But they don't look comfortable, you know. And, and this whole over, like, I just yeah, uh, they're all like hovering uh, over it, doing this. Oh, they were doing that. They were doing the rubbing the hands together. You know, yeah, it was yeah, a peculiar mixture. Peculiar mixture. Yeah. That was uh, okay. That was pretty good there, Dave. That sound cue. You're right, right, on right on cue. I would go right for it. Right on there. Yeah. All right. So while that's going on, in the underground city, um, they the so it's Scotty McCoy and uh, Scotty, or sorry, Kirk, Scotty and McCoy rather, and they encounter Luma down on in 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 this area. So she is uh, one of Kara's fellow. What are they called? The Imorg. They are the beautiful female race uh, who live in comfort below the surface of the planet, but they have the minds of children. So C Captain Kirk finds that he is able to establish contact with Spock's brain by using his communicator during the scene. And, and, uh, it, and uh, there's, there's kind of some, some interesting things. Captain Kirk, is that you, Dr. McCoy? <laughs> it was agreeable hearing your voice again. Uh, yeah, see, that was that was the... Captain, there is a definite pleasurable experience connected with the hearing of your voice. Oh, it's even dirtier when he says it. it yeah. The, it, yeah, that's pretty dirty. That's pretty, like, if you're... That if you're... made it sound kind of tame compared to... Well, I, I couldn't believe that Spock actually said that. I didn't remember the exact words, but yes, you're right. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and if you just take the captain off, can you apply so, it to anybody? There is so... a definite pleasure... <laughs> Sorry. Dave, I got a, I got a quote here from another person who has written an entire thing about this episode, and I thought okay. it'd be interesting to share if you're okay with that. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Jody. This yeah. is from Jammer's Reviews. I don't know if anybody is familiar with them. Uh, he's done basically every episode of Star Trek going. And just this little snippet I like. Uh, My snickering continued throughout the episode, occasionally peeking at the many moments and when Kirk demands in desperation, quote, what have you done with Spock's brain? Before long, the very words Spock's brain becomes laughable. <laughs> Perhaps uh, even Mark Daniels couldn't take his remote, uh, remotely seriously, having seemed to have directed it in all of its cheesiness and story is worthy of the epitome of bad science fiction. <laughs> what have you done with Spock's brain? Yeah, he's like, what have you done uh, with Spock's brain? Where is Spock's brain? You got to give me Spock's brain and put it back in. It's true, it's though. Every time you heard Spock's brain, it started getting worse and worse, didn't it? Yeah. Not, was, until, not until that girl, whatever her name was. Brain and brain? Yeah, brain and brain? What uh, is Kara. Brain, brain okay. and brain. What is brain? What brain? Is brain. What is brain? And what? Who is Spock? And what do you that's, want? That's how I'm going to start every podcast from now on. What is brain? <laughs> yeah. But despite all that, even that's though they, be the new Miri joke, 
<laughs> yeah, they, they they get taken prisoner and they get put on these belts get put on them as we showed a little bit earlier. Uh, that they apparently cause intense pain, like 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 more maybe even worse than the agonizers of the mirror universe. It seemed pretty intense for these three. They well, sold they, it pretty well. Correct me if I'm wrong. They said something about a magnet or something. Is it possible? Maybe it's like two magnets like pulling together. Maybe, like but them basically. It, yeah, they don't get too specific with what the pain is, but they said that it was like nothing they'd ever felt. Um, and so a few times they get uh, they they get put like, uh, what do you say, like subdued, I suppose. But they finally come to understand that the controller uh, it, that they've been talking about is actually Spock and that they have now put Spock into their computer that's now running their whole place. And so... Um, and then they're able to incapacitate the guards by who are these guards too? Like there was a couple of like I guess other morgues that they've taken down below. I thought they were Klingons. Another great fight. Another great fight with the with the morgues. Yeah, in that room. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that, that was fun. Yeah, I, I like I like the action. I like when Star Trek has a bit of action, about a, you know intellectual different things. Um, and so they, they eventually come to find the actual chamber that Spock's brain is actually in. Hey, before uh, we get to that, though, can we talk about the robot Spock walking around? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we really should. Um, let's let's find a well. Here's a photo of him, and maybe not in the. Uh, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry, what am I doing? Yeah. I, I just can't imagine when Leonard Nimoy read this script and he goes, oh, dear God. Yeah. Um, well, there will be a lot of things about that in, in Fun Facts tonight. Like Leonard Nimoy had to be on set all the time just in um, having pre-recorded all his lines in uh, a soundstage and then uh, having gone in here and just has to wear this thing on top of his head. He has to go into full makeup too. So he has to be there early. There's, he has no lines. He just walks around, pretending to be a remote controlled man. But, but uh, the remote control was kind of like bad looking. I mean, it didn't, <laughs> he did a lot for those four buttons. There was eight. Uh, um, two rows of four, and it had yeah, a little it, dial on it. The, right. the little controller that they control, they control him with. It looks like uh, you know, like on Quantum Leap, with like when Al had Ziggy. You know, <laughs> I, thought, like, beep, 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 beep. I you thought know? of that, and then it made me think of another show that's better than this episode. <laughs> Quantum Leap or oh, right, Enterprise. Yeah, actually, Quantum Leap's also a good better than this episode. Right. So, uh, but after the fight, and after they, you know, they they do they eventually. So yeah, okay. What what do you say about Spock's? I I was I'm okay with it. Like it's kind of weird, uh, but I don't know if Leonard Nimoy enjoyed it. We're gonna I we have to find that out in Fun Facts, Jody. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we have exactly that thing, but I there is some quotes with him. Yeah, but again, it's the it's the choice of his green overalls. I, the uniform was terrible. Like, like, what is he supposed to be here? Do they have like a, 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 a closet full of overalls for these guys on the Enterprise? Because they never—they're always wearing these things. I, here, I here's a question: If he has no brain and he's just a shell of a man, he, there's there's just a, nothing inside of his skull, and he's being remote controlled by this uh, machine. Why is there a thing on his head then? Well, it's controlling. Like, there's machinery here that's controlling. Like, it's 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 regulating his heart and it's keeping him alive. Oh, somehow, which oh. <laughs> you would think if that was possible and that was the reason why they did it, they wouldn't have him walking around with them. Dad says you have to have imagination. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's, so, I still think it's not practical to 
bring the guy that has no brain that's been taken from him. But why are he's on life support system to take him on an away mission? That seems like the dumbest idea in the world. But all right. Well, they're like, yeah, like to bring. Dad, do you think that? Okay, Dad. Here's the here's the criticism of the episode. Should were they? uh, Was this a a bad idea to bring the man who has no brain, who's going to die, along for the away mission and remote control him? It turned out to work out, right? It it turned it it turns out to be. Well, it kind of saved the day, really. Yeah, it wouldn't worked. It wouldn't have worked because he couldn't feel pain. Because when they were when they were trying to um, get him out of there, right? Like Spock, Spock, the, because Spock's body couldn't feel it, he was able to get to uh, to subdue Kara. Right? He says yes. He agrees with me. And that's it. <laughs> Um, so some cool, I just, I think this is a kind of a cool, interesting, um, there's some set design here. I think we've seen this thing before. This thing looks like kind of like the, um, the thing that erased your memory, uh, you know, maybe with some sticks oh, put yeah. into it. Well, I'm yeah, sure when you, we get to right. facts, Jody, you'll say this is uh, some other thing that, that they glued, there. they glued this thing to that prop and then they put this thing into it. <laughs> so, um, Anyway, so then when they enter the chain chamber, uh, they they eventually they get past the pain, they get past Kara, and she says uh, they they put her into the um, uh, the teacher, and she's like, "Well, that's how I was able to do it. I was able but you're to." Forgetting the best part where they get tortured, all of them fall down because that's when that's when they use the remote control to get. I didn't uh, forget. It's my favorite part. It's like when he's like, oh, okay. and he's in, he's in agony, and he's like, he's moving this little like that's, joystick. That's at the also top. the part where the the belt disappears because Spock clearly has one of those pain things on him. Yeah, and then all three of them are on the floor. It scrolls up, and you can see Spock, and he no longer has the belt. And then it goes to another shot, and there's the belt again. So oh. they must have had a standby, like a stand-in continuity error. Yeah. Yeah, I like I just liked when she would and then because he was like Spock uh, was helping them, giving them clues. He's like, it's on a wristband somewhere. You have to press the rest, the, the red button on the wristband. He tells to Kirk and McCoy and all those guys. <laughs> well, and well, when he says that, he goes, it's a it's a red button. And I'm thinking all of them have red buttons on. Why don't they just press the fucking button? <laughs> like, why aren't they doing that? And then it's yeah. like, oh, OK, it's on her Not that red button. It's a different yeah. red button. But yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. Uh, you know, and so they have to get past that, and uh, event and in Act Four, eventually, like uh, they debate over how they're going to do this, and um, they she eventually she had the phaser on them for a bit, right? But then yeah. my favorite was when Scotty uh, uh, pretends to faint and distracts her. Oh, he's like brutal, brutal. Dad, did you like that part? That was actually good. He thought that was good. You mean, Scotty, you mean the part where it's like this, where he's like he's standing there, and then he goes, ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's a he goes, he goes, it was just a second, <sighs> and then he literally grabs her. Yeah, and then and then and then Kirk's like, "That's my chance. Get the yeah. phaser." Yeah, like, yeah. is is that that's how they do it? That's the that's the one two the lightning Kirk reflex right there. You know, <laughs> like they're working units. Scotty's like, "Next time you won't call me Spock. You'll go." I was glad Scotty was allowed to go. <sighs> this is one of the rare episodes where you do actually get to see that Scotty's missing a finger, though they didn't hide it very well. 
I, I never notice it though when it does. He was actually when he was happen. holding when he was holding something. He was holding something, and you could see they tried to hide it by keeping his hand on one side, but it clearly like you could see his little nub. I'm like, oh, there it is. Right. We we also hey, saw he lost that in a war, man. Like for Canada, some respect. Show some respect. Respect, like veteran. Exactly. I respect for sure. McCoy, when it, we already showed this, but it's a great photo when he goes into the teacher machine and gets the knowledge. Now, they debate whether this will even work. Spock was like, no, you can't risk your life for me. Um, but McCoy's evil face, like his little like all-powering evil face, was probably the best part of this episode. That so was yeah. so cool. He was, like, he was like menacing. It was like so amazing. Well, it's like if you had to actually perform that, it's like, okay, I now have like this insane amount of knowledge in my head. How do I, how do I bring that on the screen of this character? I've been playing for two years or three years now. Uh, you know, Reg Barkley in that episode where he got, you know, that huge capacity in his mind looked the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah, yeah like it happened throne. to Barkley in TNG yeah. as well. Yes. Where he, yeah, he's got that throne thing going on in the holodeck. Yeah. yeah, and it was like pew, 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 and he was like the Riddler. Like shooting, <laughs> shooting yeah, he was, oh, totally. Yeah, he was like the Riddler from uh, the Batman and Batman, Batman Forever. Or just Batman little, Forever, yeah. Those voxies coming into his head. He's like, I have yeah, all the, the knowledge. Thing hooked to his head, yeah. But yeah. You know, you know what though? I mean, as far as the you know inspiring other episodes in Next Gen was you know that that episode with the caretaker and that that group of people like they were trying to steal the kids. That was a much better episode over something that they, you know, they couldn't control their society. They couldn't control the technology and they needed kids. That's all. That was all they were going for. And I like that leap, but maybe this is the, the brainchild of that episode. I think this could have worked. Like it's not the worst thing in the world. Like story-wise, like the idea of a master brain controlling a planet's whims, you know, like that to me, not as it's not that bad of an idea. Well, this idea of... It's literally like the Matrix, essentially. Like, you know, you know what I that think, idea. I think they wasted the they wasted the talent in this episode. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Except, just, for, except for DeForest Kelly. Did you like this as a science fiction premise? Uh, the idea of taking a brain and making it run a, like, a, like, a, like a whole computer system like that? It was pretty good when you think about it. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. I mean, the premise isn't bad. The execution. <laughs> yeah. Therein lies the issue. <laughs> he said. He said this had never been done before. Before this, so you got this is cutting edge. Oh, 1960s. 1968. Uh, I don't know if I totally agree with that. I think there's Twilight ep uh, Twilight Zone episode like this. Similar, anyway. All right. What about the whole surgery scene itself? Was that fun? Like just like how, how McCoy had all the knowledge and then no. Hey. The Horribly longest filmed. scene ever. Horribly filmed, too. You don't oh. like this? You don't? You, okay, Jody and Adam don't like. It, the was, scene it was like it was like when they were filming, like right when they first got into the cave before the elevator, and then they got in the elevator, and then they did like this handshake thing. Mm -hmm. It was like I understand they're trying to do the shake because it's moving. I get that. Maybe they didn't have the budget for it or something. He was but like, they're was shaking too much. Like, it when was, was he? When was the last time we had neurosurgery? Ted Mater asks. Well, it's hard because we don't watch them in order. Uh, I can't say for sure. Can't say for sure because we don't watch them in order, Dad. That's the response. So, uh, 
Okay, so he did. I thought it was. I actually really liked the scene. I like this episode more than it's most. So two. slow though. The, the, uh, the entire scene is just. It's so drawn out, and I agree with that. I'm like the framing and everything on that scene is just. You guys terrible. gotta speed. You gotta speed it up to 1.25. It's a much more enjoyable thing. So sometimes. once again, I'm proven right that we need to take 10 minutes off of these episodes. Absolutely. I don't think we've actually hit an episode where we said, ah, you know what? That extra 10 minutes was worth it. Or, or it could have been longer. <laughs> it could have been so, longer. Sometimes been when, I'm, when I'm like, okay, oh, is the episode over yet? I need to like cut up my sounds. And I was like, damn, I need to speed this up. So near uh, the end, it was like 1.25. This, it, it's good. That exactly what was what was happening whenever I was watching the scene with the, the surgery. Because at that point, I literally turned it off thinking, okay, well, I'm pretty much done. And it's like, oh, wait, it says I got another six minutes. Oh, shit. Right. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So eventually, like, Spock gets enough. He's he's reconnected enough because McCoy goes through this moment where he's starting to forget. And he has this panic and he goes, oh, no, like, I can't do this. And Kirk's like, I don't know what to tell you. Only you could do this, like either do it or he's dead. And he was like, I can't connect these ganglias to the sub googlias or whatever. Um, and uh, he's like, you got to do it. And, and then uh, Spock is eventually able to talk and help to assist. He's like, okay, reconnect the right elbow. Yep, check, good. Okay, gets all the different things working. And uh, and then eventually he says, like the Volk, he's telling me how to operate. I'm never gonna live this down um and then he gets up he's fine and then they have like a bunch of jokes where uh, uh spock makes a speech about the history of retrograde civilization just being like boring on purpose kind of doing almost like a data-esque uh kind of monologue or you could say the data was doing a spock-esque thing here um uh well uh, you know, on. and then McCoy, you know, interrupts him with the, ah, I knew it. I never should have reconnected his mouth. That was the big mistake. Ha ha. Joke over. Uh, end of episode. <sighs> and the and hit credits. So that, then that's, that's the end of Spock's brain. And I got to say that the joke at the end, I don't know, like I, I could take it or leave it. Oh, uh, you liked it, Dave. Admit it. It's good. It's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, um, you liked it. The minute yeah. I heard it, I'm like, Dave will like that. <laughs> It, it it wraps it up very quickly, you know, and uh, nobody died. <laughs> That's because there was a ten minute neurosurgery scene. <laughs> yeah, nobody's dead. Uh, it's a you know, sp uh, sp Kirk Kirk went and, and saved Spock. You know, like he went he went up he, everything he could. It was a force of will. You know, he was uh he was going to answer that question of where is Spock's brain? What have you done with Spock's brain? What have you done with it? Okay. Jody, you want to give us some fun facts? Oh, they'll probably be more fun than this episode. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, in his yeah. book, William Shatner refers to this episode as, quote, one of the worst. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy has stated that he was so embarrassed during the entire shooting of this episode. So there you go. Yeah, I, Leonard Nimoy was embarrassed about this story and script. He wasn't a, a fan. A lot, yes, apparently. Uh, this is the first episode in broadcast order in which the credits are displayed in a blue font as opposed to the yellow font of the first two seasons. Hold on, hold on, Jody. What did Ted say? I don't know. Um, well, he was we were responding to the last one where what was the last fact? Sorry, that Leonard Nimoy didn't like it, didn't like it. Oh, he didn't like this episode. Uh, Dad, what's your response to that? Leonard Nimoy didn't like the episode. It was the sixties. If every opinion mattered, it would, it would nothing would ever get done. You know. Whoa, so. look at that. Wow. 
It's true, actually. <laughs> that is true. Uh, <laughs> get get on with it, Leonard. Do your job. Is do what you say. This is the you didn't, you didn't have to read lines. You didn't have to memorize your lines this week. You could read them in off your, the page in a booth. Yeah, and then he had to walk around looking like an idiot the entire episode. Uh, this is the only original series episode to use the a regular character's name in the title. There you go. That's pretty exciting, I guess. Uh, the controller is Nomad, repurposed from Star Trek, the original series, The Changeling, with go. a globe on the top. So yeah, I told you. We used from the cha- I was right. One. It was the thing that raised her as memory. You know, and she was like, why would anybody want to steal his brain? What would they want with his brain? It's a good question. Uh, the original series season three marks the first time Star Trek is credited as being produced by Paramount. During seasons one and two, Star Trek was a Desilu production. In the yeah. summer of 1968, it was sold to Paramount. So it's Paramount's fault, really. And then they canceled it, but then they went on to make the movies and things like go. that. With uh Footage of the iMorg computer's display in operation is recycled footage from the original series episode, Assignment Earth, better known as the best episode, according to... Yeah, they recycled some footage from Assignment Earth in the computer rooms. And the Paradise Syndrome as well. He noticed that. He noticed that. He would, because none of us would have. Uh, All right. (laughs) Gene Roddenberry was fascinated by the idea of a matriarchal society and revisited this idea in Genesis 2, uh, in 1973, as well as Star Trek: The Next Generation's Angel One. Yeah, it's not. It's it gets used. It's a bit. not a good episode either. Uh, anyway, <laughs> although scantily clad young ladies were common in this series, the Imorgs with their mod mini dresses were proportionately a response to Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In 1967, which featured them on a regular basis. So I guess they reuse these. Uh, in particular, it was the response of Goldie Hawn's airheaded persona. So they basically made these girls like Goldie Hawn, I guess is a good way to. Okay, so Dad, all of the iMorgs, all of the Kara and um, the other one, they were all based on Goldie Hawn's character in something. Oh. What was from what, Jody? Uh, something to do with Goldie Hawn. Hold on. Uh, where is just it? or her in real life? Laughing. No, I, no, it was something she she was doing. Uh, Rowan and Martin's laughing. Rowan and Martin's laughing. Yeah. So yeah, that she had a, a sort of a persona from that show, and that that these characters like the uh, brain, brain. What is brain? That's Goldie Hawn. Uh, well, it's supposed to be a mimic of it. Yes, a mimic. Right. Oh. The, the way she acts is like a ditzy airhead kind of thing and i guess that's what they kind of wanted for the girls in this episode as well gotcha so uh so pete kellett which is an uncredited actor who plays one of the more guards has a single dramatic line of dialogue and it is quote yes mistress there you go (laughs) (laughs) hopefully i did that uh did that well for him uh i'm sure he's not probably all that uh, known for that uh anyway uh the only time moving stars were shown on the bridge bridge view screen via rear projection this was evident because the camera pans across the screen and people move in front of it with the stars moving well there you go that's some that's some nice cool effect i guess which would not have been possible if the view screen scenery had been matted in later so there you go 
uh, in go. Star Trek, the Doom, uh, the Doomsday Machine, they walked in front of the screen, but the static picture of stars, <laughs> although we're digitally mastered editions, they've added some moving objects. So that was a cool little effect they put in there. Yep. So we've got to give them credit for that, I guess. Uh, well, Dr. McCoy is operating on Mr. Spock. Kara laments that her people will lose, uh, will lose Mr. Spock as their controller and eventually die off. Captain Kirk tells Kara that the Federation will relocate the iMorg to the surface and re-educate them. Uh, despite the fact that the Federation can relocate the iMorg and teach both how to regulate the subterranean caverns. Okay. Yeah, it, doesn't this feel like a prime directive violation here at the end? Every where... episode in the original series is a prime directive violation. With Let's the iMorgs dead? Because they were uh, changing this planet. They were taking those women and making them go up to the surface and live with the men. And he's like, you're good. You know, you're going to have to learn to keep them happy. Uh, <laughs> Pleasure. In informal surveys that have been taken at various science fiction conventions, right. this episode is promptly and almost universally named as the worst in the original series. Yeah, this is considered to be the worst episode by many. Not by me, but by many. So, would you, you guys, what was that episode with the uh, hippies? Um, that's right? a better episode than this episode. The Way to Eden? Yeah. Way to Eden, yeah. I, I'd like to see your ratings because you guys talk about, I wasn't on the show then. but Yeah, uh, that was one of the early episodes. The Way to Eden, yeah, like I gave it a three. Jody gave it a two. Dad yeah. gave it a four and a half. So, we'll see how our ratings compare to this. We should compare that episode. Do you have any other idea. facts, Jody? Uh, not that I care about. Okay. All right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into our ratings here. Um, let's let's bring it up and, uh, and 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 figure out how good or bad is Spock's brain. Dad, do you want to give us the first rating of tonight? Seven point seven. He's giving it. Oh What's my up? god! I don't know how good the drugs are where you are, but my god, I need to know where it is. <clears throat> Thank goodness. Okay. I am going eight. Wow. Dave, are you serious? I yeah. have never been so disappointed in you, Dave Mater. <laughs> uh, they're questioning my sanity right now, Dad. Like they're asking if I'm serious. I'm actually uh, I'm actually I'm giving it an eight. It's pretty good. Wow. All right. I'm giving it a two. <laughs> Adam gave it a two. And the only reason I was gonna even go lower, but I like the bridge scene. He likes the, the bridge scene. Is cool, for sure. Uh, I'm gonna give a half a point to McCoy, and I'm gonna give one point, a full point to the bridge scene. So I'm gonna give it a one point five. Jody gave it one and a half. So uh, the average tonight is four point eight. Now let's this, compare this to the hippie episode. Uh, the hippie episode, as you, we call it, the uh, the way to Eden, which we did the pretty early on. Here it is. Um, we got a 2.9, so we, 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 we disliked that more. Well, yeah, but you only have three people voting. Oh, uh, gonna, oh no, gonna, you're averaging, though, aren't you? So I'll watch that, I'm gonna watch that episode and give you a score. I would love yeah. to know what Adam's score is. Like. Yeah, well, we need Adam, we're missing a bunch of scores for you, so if you want to go back and get these yeah, ones, okay. I, I can see your <laughs> screenshot of those ones. <laughs> yeah, please Wait, do. Adam, we're gonna need you to take a weekend and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> at your leisure. Yeah. I'll catch up. I'll catch up by the time we're, we're done. Yeah, and you missed a couple here, too. Yeah. 
right. So, okay. So that's uh, so a five point seven on, on IMDb, which we, they liked it more. The people, the public likes it more. Uh, this is one of the ro- lowest rated though uh, across the board for sure. Directed by Mark Daniels and uh, written by written by Lee Cronin. The only thing I've learned here is that the the Mater family seems to get some really good drugs. <laughs> this is ensemble, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, the mater, the me and my dad, you know, we it was like that week where you know, dad and Adam were for assignment earth, and me and Jody were against that one, so it's, it's true, it's, it's true. It's, well, this is this is how it goes, right? We're on different sides of this, of this uh, particular story, which is fine. Uh, yeah, I think I was just in a good mood when I was watching Spock's brain, too. So maybe you know, that I, I, think, I think if you go in with like a comedic uh, and you think this is just so bad, it's good. No. Uh, all right, okay, I, I didn't. Okay. I I seriously did go into it going, I know it's bad, just have some fun with it, and I couldn't even have the fun with it. See, I, I, I yeah. was liking it until they went to the planet. Uh <laughs> that's like five minutes in. Yeah, that's <laughs> most of it's on the planet, Adam. So he, no, I, he, I, I was liking it until they went to the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, yeah. Adam gives it a good solid six minutes of episode. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I liked I liked last week's episode that includes more. The but... credits. <laughs> Yeah. So um, as we as we count down, and now we are officially in our final uh, ten, I guess, right? We're in the final the final, the final ten uh, ten weeks of uh, our original series rewatch, not in order. And we are doing next. We are doing the alternative factor from season one. Remember that one? Hold on. Uh, either episode twenty or episode twenty seven. What's um, it called again? Alternative the, alter- the alternative factor. That's the one I believe where our G-man from uh, the Square of Gothos, uh, Mr. DeSalle, I think he's going to be coming back uh, for his final uh, 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 appearance. Or is that the Paradise Syndrome? It's one of those. He's got to show up in one of those. Uh, uh, this one says the existence itself comes under threat from the man's power struggle uh, with his alternate self uh, with the Enterprise stranded dilithium crystals presenting a key to the final solution. It's not an episode I really know I by name. So um, yeah. as, 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 most of these episodes that we have left are names we didn't like g- pick out, you know, out of the air as we were going. So so their their titles they're a little lesser known. Oh, there he goes. Oh, there he goes. Uh, anyway, so uh, so we're going to remember this one. Yeah. The alternative factors. Dad, do you know the alternative factor? What do you think about <laughs> it? It's pretty good, huh? He's more <laughs> He's morphing. morphing. He's mighty morphing. Power Ranger here. Uh, <laughs> I've got more amusement out of that than this entire episode. Uh, yeah. Jody got more amusement from this than the whole uh, Fox brain. He's having a good time tonight. Yeah. I'm telling you, that made her drugs. You're starting to look like you're greasy there with the chin, I think. Uh, <laughs> you could be a Dick, Tra- a Dick Tracy character. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's all. That's uh, that's it for tonight's episode. Spock's brain. Uh, what am I missing? Tomorrow here on Live Long and Podcast, we're coming Star Trek: D Space Nine as we do every Tuesday. What episode? Uh, uh, we're doing the um, uh, Hippocratic Oath, which is season four, oh, okay. episode four. That's uh, th- there's two storylines. One is uh, is is oh, there, is that is he gone? I guess. Yeah, I think he left. All He's right. like, I, don't, I, I know, I don't need the plugs. Okay, so yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm not supporting my son. Screw I'm not him. supporting them. I don't need to stay out here for these. Uh, <laughs> if it ain't about me, I don't want to be part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
he's uh uh where was i yeah tuesday night uh we're doing star trek these nights hippocratic oath one story is bashir and o'brien are uh trapped by the gem hadar on this planet oh, where they're trying to get off of like yes. the Ketracel white and the other storyline is wharf and wharf is like giving odo hell about not doing security well enough because he knows security and Odo's, oh, I remember that episode. odo lets cork get away with stuff and things like that I so it's a, this being a decent episode it's a pretty good one yeah and uh, it, actually season four star trek deep space nine if you're tuning good in season. for our podcast good on tuesday season. nights there's not even a bad episode you you couldn't uh, even hold on. we'll see we'll see we're watching them all. We're only in the fourth one, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but I, wait until you get near the end of the fourth season. There's a couple doozers there. We're gonna see. We're gonna see how it goes. That's the process. Uh, as we did here with Spock's brain, just to figure out it was about a four-ish. You know, depending on who you ask. Um, and then where was I? And then on Thursday we'll be doing Star Trek uh, Lower Decks season two, episode two, which is called. Um, what is it called? It's it's a reference to uh, Darmok. I know that. Yeah, it's called Kishan. His eyes open, which yes, would be uh, a Darmok uh, thing. I haven't watched your your the first episode uh, thing that you guys did, but uh, I didn't enjoy the first episode. You weren't into the you were you weren't into strange strange energies. I gave it about a six. I wasn't super into it. Yeah, that's probably where I would have been. I like Spock's it. brain more than it. Uh, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, but we're gonna see how tomorrow because I'm a big fan of uh, the original uh, Darmok episode. episode. Darmok and Shalaj at, at Tanagra. Yeah, that's a great episode. Shaka, when the walls fell. Such a good episode. That's yeah, it, with the uh, amazing Paul Winfield in the role of yeah. Dar- of Dathan. Um, and, uh, and it was great. It was a great episode for Picard. It's, it's a great Picard story. And then there's a great B storyline with, uh, with Riker and the crew yeah. trying to figure this out. So, uh, one of the, one of my, one of my uh, favorite, uh, next gen episodes, uh, absolutely. Uh, sure. so I'm to see, to see what lower deck. So check that out Thursday at seven. We'll be talking that here on live long and podcast. And then uh, check out our, all our other podcasts that we've done in the past, including star Trek radio theater. And, um, uh, uh like we've done the movies and we've done uh, star Trek Picard, star Trek discovery mm-hmm. and all kinds of things, star Trek coming up, including things to come this this fall and winter uh also check out super Mater brothers podcasting that's uh jeff and jameel and i we're talking about start uh, uh, big brother season 23 usa as uh, we're six weeks into that if you're big brother uh, 23 check out our podcast sundays wednesdays and thursdays to hear our hot takes and our spoilers sections and then also we have trivial debates our monthly channel where we argue about movies tv sports and more uh check out this next edition we have got the seymour brothers coming in to uh face <laughs> off with seymour's and mott oh geez yeah it's uh who will who will rise to the top with jameel robinson looming large uh to uh to decide uh you know wh- i, I do- must resist to comment do you have a prediction anybody no Oh, I have a prediction, but you don't want to hear it. Yeah. Okay. And check that out Sunday, August 29th. At, uh, it's going to be the longest running episode <laughs> you've ever done. It's uh, going to run three hours. I I, we have time. We have times. We have like the clock, you know? So nope. it's, well, I know. Tra- it's good. Yeah. How are you? Those three people, all three of those people can talk way longer than they need to. Right. They all have more to say about it than you That's care right. to hear. Right. So it's <laughs> my votes for Mott, though. I'm going for Mott. Yeah, um, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, Mott's only this will only be his second, I think, uh, game um, appearance. He, he's he's played once before but didn't win, so it'll be interesting to see. And Tim, 
Tim didn't do, do so well back in the day, uh, as I recall. But this is a long time. Uh, Tim has been on for like a long time, a couple seasons. So it's going to be interesting to see him back in the mix. Okay, so that's all our shows. That's all our plugs. Thank you, guys. We'll be back in a week for the Alternative Factor. That's it for Ted Trex. Dad, wherever you are, thanks for staying up late for this one. And uh, for all of you, uh, Spock's brain, uh, let's, let's go off with uh, the best quote of all. Brain and brain. brain. What is brain? brain? Oh, thank you.